The Plank Show, right here on the Raps. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Just uh, one more Uno Mas to go for us before we jump into the weekend. I, uh, on my behalf, should tell you, though, for uh, the golf lovers out there, hope you'll join us tomorrow morning, 10 to noon. We'll be out at the Greens for the Gimme Zone, and we'll be talking a little moving day, a little moving day from the U.S. Open. Uh, we're, we're bringing the stars out, bringing the stars out. The uh, It's my understanding the president of the Corn Ferry Tour is going to join us right off the top. Nice, nice. And uh, Mike Steely will be along at 1030 to talk about uh, everything that's happened halfway uh, home in the tournament tomorrow. So that'll be fun for uh, folks that, hey, you're uh, out and about on Saturday or just you know flip the app on uh, at home. 10 to noon, we'll be talking golf tomorrow. So tune into that or come out and see us at the Greens as I uh, get organized, I know they've got a big uh, Father's Day event going on this weekend out there, too, I can I can tell you about. But uh, it is hour number three, and before we jump to the top stories of the day, uh, softball fans are a bit over the top, says Chapstick. OU has the best roster in the nation, and it's really not very close. Every team OU faces this year through every trick in the book at Oklahoma this season, there isn't much new for the staff to be surprised by. OU returns half a team of All-Americans. The staff remains in place minus Jordy Ball. Two players won't make that much of a difference. They lose some key players, and they're still, they still have the best roster. You call it softball. Yeah. That's what you do at Oklahoma. You'll lose some players – and you'll bring some more in, and you still got a lot of talent returning. Well, and my guess would be, I, I don't know who of the four, but I'm guessing that probably one of the four signees is going to wind up being pretty good straight away for Oklahoma. Which that happens a bunch at OU. The uh, recruiting rankings indicating what they indicate, probably, yeah. Well, <laughs> And maybe multiple of those four. Who knows? Maybe all four in some capacity. These signees in this uh, 2023 class for Oklahoma Probably going to be really, really good. And, oh, by the way, yeah, it's a roster that features Jada Coleman and T.R.A. Jennings and Riley Boone and on and on and on. Yeah, it's it's talented and in the circle, Nicole Mays, uh, alongside Kirsten Deal and S.J. Guerin. Not, not all that bad of a place to start. B.A. Fat Boy, that's Broken Arrow Fat Boy. Of course, Oklahoma's going to miss Jordy Ball. However, they were winning national championships before she got here, so I'm not expecting anything to change. Eric in the OC, I'd like to know when Patty Gasso knew that Jordy Ball wasn't coming back. And when did the team find out? That's interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting when she found out. I don't know if this is something that's been going on throughout the whole season or uh, in the back half of it. And the, the reality, Eric is we'll never know or at least those that know won't probably tell us uh, well and we usually usually for college athletes when you're missing home it's, it happens during that christmas break when you're back home for a while and then you got to report back yeah that that definitely adds maybe to that sure. i'm just i don't know or the summer you know yeah. going into the the fall if uh, if you go home a lot of folks, though, yeah, I guess uh, typically take summer classes, right? So they, they would stay in Norman. But the the messaging that's getting put out there Friday, right, is is when everybody found out. Now, again, is that actually the case? I don't know. I, I don't know. I would at the very least suspect, and I said this earlier this week, Connor, 
But uh, not that Patty Gasso is every player on this team's mom. That's that's not the case. But she is obviously their head coach and a mentor. And that goes for, for Jin Rocha, for JT Gasso. When you're in that coaching mentorship type role, a lot of times – even if uh, you don't outright say it, probably you've got a better idea than maybe you let on what players are, their body language, you're picking up on it, right? I'm picking up on what you're putting down. Probably you got a better idea than maybe even outright you say uh, based on some some body language cues, so on and so forth. So uh, all of that's to say, Patty Gasso, I'm guessing to some degree, maybe didn't know until last Friday definitively that Jordy Ball was homesick or that it was imminent that that decision was going to be made, but probably to some degree at least had some kind of an inkling that that thought process maybe was going on. I don't know. That's that's me speculating. I mean, it's hard to show some body language if you're Jordy Ball throughout the – you know, throughout the winning streak and going into the Women's College World Series. But maybe she did. Maybe Patty did notice it early on. And ultimately now it's in the rear view, right? Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of uh, in the rear view, it's time to scoot on down the, the road here with the top five stories of the day. They're presented by Newcastle Casino, where the best reels in the metro are located right over at Newcastle Casino. Plus, happy hour Monday through Friday. That means today, 3 to 6 o'clock. Conveniently located off I-44, exit 107. They've got 14 table games. That includes blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, Baccarat, NewcastleCasino.com. Let's go with big story number five. Number five. We've got, man, a a ton going on in the NBA today. Like breaking news uh, Friday news dump day in the NBA. They're they're giving – Get up and first take something to talk about this morning. <laughs> yes, they, they've definitely done that. They have uh, given the talking heads exactly what they wanted. Let's start here in the NBA. The reign of Jordan, it is over. Uh, Michael Jordan has agreed to sell his Hornets stake for $3 billion, That is uh, three with a capital B, billion dollars of the Charlotte Hornets. It ends uh, his run, 13 years as the majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets. And, oh, by the way, uh, he bought his majority share for $275 million in 2010. And here a short baker's dozen years later, now he's turned it into $3 billion. (laughs) Oh, man. These last, uh, man, I'd probably say last five years for Michael Jordan in Charlotte, it just felt like he didn't really want to be there. Plus, Charlotte was not having uh, very good seasons. Yeah, what would be the high water mark for them, uh, Kimba? Yeah. Man, do you have to go back to that? Yeah, probably. I mean, they got the long, or excuse me, one of the balls. Not why am I going blank? The younger ball brother, Lamelo. Lamelo, yes, they got Lamelo, and I'm not sure how There's that's Lonzo. working. Lamelo and Leangelo. Leangelo, that's and of course Lavar. <laughs> but we do not speak evil on this program. Yeah, that's not. Can't really tell how that's working for Charlotte right now. But it's just it hasn't been a very good spot for Michael Jordan being an owner. Yeah, well, congratulations on the three billion dollars, though. <laughs> yeah. So what, you'll, you'll take that. Speaking of uh, Newcastle Casino, what do you think? Uh, what's 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 the first table game for Michael Jordan? 
Apparently, he plays uh, a lot of blackjack. Yeah, is and that right? Yeah, and he's not messing around with. He's not going to play the minimum. He'll probably <laughs> no. probably. A, well, he's got. Well, th- I wonder. I wonder how much he plays a hand. He's got three billion worth of chips that he can play. So I, I, yeah, I wonder. I, I really wonder how much he plays a hand. Oh, it's got to be nuts. <laughs> Some of the old uh, gambling stories, I guess, were were pretty crazy with Michael Jordan. Oh, well, well, they showed it on the Last Dance that he'd be back in the back of the plane and. Messing around with some a lot of money. Playing I some wonder. Blackjack. I wonder what is next for Michael Jordan. I don't know. I think is he they, just does he just kind of settle into uh, solitude, so to speak? Yeah, I know. He's got some time to relax and think things over. I'm sure he's fine with yeah money right now. Does he try to jump back in somewhere else? I mean, I, I wonder what. Uh, I wonder what he'll do. Uh, big story number four, sticking in the NBA. Number four. Oh. The Golden State Warriors have hired their next general manager. It's Mike Dunleavy Jr. Uh, remember, Bob Myers stepped down as the team's president and GM last month. Dunleavy Jr., 42 years of age, elevated from vice president of basketball ops, and uh, now is the general manager. Here's what, uh, let's see here, owner Joe Lacob said, Yesterday, quote, he's young and energetic, has established numerous relationships around the league, and communicates well with players and coaches. All important traits in this business. Mike's ready for this challenge and responsibility, end quote. I don't have these uh, hard-hitting, you know, hot-take opinions on whether or not Mike Dunleavy Jr. is the right choice for Golden State general manager. I will say this, that is a franchise where some interesting decisions are about ready to be made, Connor, for the future here. You've you've still got Steph Curry. Uh, seems like uh, you know you, you've got the Draymond Green player option for next season, twenty seven point six million. You, you'd imagine he opts in. I would think A possible extension for Clay Thompson. So what uh, what are they going to do? And meanwhile, meanwhile, the team financially the the payroll and luxury tax bill 500 million dollars wow so here's this uh dynastic run that golden state has just gone through and uh everybody's starting to run out of sand in terms of their nba careers in the hourglass draymond green steph uh, curry and clay thompson i still think that that trio can for the next you know contract let's say make pushes toward championships i i Dude, what do you think? Yeah, well, I agree with you. That's the key part is keeping those three together, the three guys that, man, you really built this thing with for the Golden State Warriors. So that's the first thing on the list is to say, hey, can we keep these three guys together? Then we feel a lot better to make another run. I would I'm, say, I'm, just, I'm just so surprised they fired the general manager. No, he, so, just, he just stepped oh, down. He, oh, he stepped he, down. Yeah, Bob okay, Myers just stepped, stepped down. down. He, yeah, no, he definitely did. He okay, did I was about to say because he's had, I mean, They've had great success. Oh, well, I mean, it's the greatest run in Golden yeah, State yeah, history. Yeah. Um, I I think that there's a pretty good chance that Draymond Green's not a part of it going forward. S- Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, I could see that that duo continues on long term. But it's, like I said, I mean, there's going to be some interesting decisions made about whether they want to start turning the page retooling. I would advise against that when you still have Steph Curry, but uh, we shall see. And one more big NBA note and big story number three. Number three. I, I don't know what else you say about it other than John Morant has been suspended for 25 games. 
And could be longer. And it could be longer. I mean, that's, that's and, longer or shorter. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Adrian Wojnarowski, you know, as we're on the air, is on the air on all these talk shows. So if somebody for some reason has been dialed in or has listened to a little bit of that, feel free to pass it along. But Woj dropped a Woj bomb today. And let's see here. 25-game suspension to start next season. And then he quote tweets it with, the suspension will come with conditions for his return, which my initial response is, okay, well, is that conditions to make it shorter than 25 or conditions that are going to make it longer than 25? What, what does that mean? If you behave, Jaw, we will shorten it. Or is it, hey, no, here's a line in the sand. It's 25 and do well to try and not make it longer than 25 so that's the uh, breaking news notes in the nba let's combine uh, let's combine a pair in big story number two number two the u.s open from los angeles country club yesterday uh, tell me did you see this did you see this coming ricky fowler eight under par and it was a record score at a U.S. Open with a 62, but uh, it was not a solo record for very long because guess what? Xander Shoffley right behind him, uh, I think in the group, literally right behind him or maybe yeah. a, a grouping or two right behind him. I mean, it was very closely after Fowler carded his 8-under 62. Guess what? Shoffley cards in 8-under 62. Uh, so he must have been a couple of, uh, like, two groupings behind. Uh, anyways, uh, Fowler going off. Today at, are these times Central, are these times Central or Eastern? The, I, I'm looking at 3.32 for Fowler to Central see Central time. Okay, good. So that's correct. 3.54 Shoffley. Those are the leaders. They're eight under par. Uh, Wyndham Clark right now is uh, underway in his second round. One under par through four, and he is seven under for the for the championship. Brian Harmon, Rory McIlroy, their next closest. They have just gotten their second rounds started. They're through three, and they are each five under for the tournament. What about, oh, man, uh, Dustin Johnson had a great first day, uh, and but he's blown up to start this second round. He is three over par with, uh, oh, my, oh, my goodness, a uh, a snowman is what they call it in the biz, Connor. So three. Oh, so the first three rounds for him today have been all bogeys. A uh, an eight on hole number two. A quad bogey. Oh. A quad bogey. On I didn't his, see that. Yeah, on his second hole today, he was six under to start today, but uh, quad bogey there. He has turned around and birdied three. But uh, yikes! I I didn't see what happened, but he must have made a mess. Of yeah, it. I didn't see that. I was just looking at that he's played three, and I was just assuming that he bogeyed every single hole. But no. man, that's <laughs> no. He Oof. had he had uh, a quad bogey. So yikes! Uh, let's see here. Other notable names: Scheffler uh, continues to play well in majors. He's three under right now. DeChambeau is three under par. Tony Finau has uh, a birdie today. He is three under for the championship. So that is the U.S. Open. And then uh, the College World Series gets underway today. 
and the first game uh, should be a good one. Uh, a couple of teams that – well, one team I think that everybody around here is rooting for because guess what? It's Oral Roberts. They play TCU, 1 o'clock first pitch on ESPN, and then uh, the nightcap today will be number two overall seed Florida versus number seven overall seed Virginia. The uh, rest of the matchups on Saturday in these uh, first – set of games it's top seeded wake forest versus number eight seed stanford so that one went according to plan that's one o'clock on espn on saturday and six o'clock saturday night number five lsu versus tennessee let's go oral roberts come on oral yeah we're all behind you america's team the oral roberts what is uh, where's the bar where everybody takes the shots at rocco's 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 modern life see if we got a latest count could they get in trouble for renaming it Rocco's Modern Life? I don't know. Could they Rocco's Modern Life, the bar? Could they get away they with could that? Do that? I feel like they could do They're that. They're already an institution, so they don't really need to change or, it. Oral Roberts is at a 206 count so far for the Jello Shot Challenge. That ranks. When was our update on the Jello? This was two shot? hours ago. Okay, so we need an updated mark. I think they're in third right now. You this got, is, you this got is, LSU with, oh my gosh, dude, people at LSU. They go crazy. <laughs> Are you saying there's a drinking problem in Baton Rouge? <laughs> Possibly. Is that what you're trying to say? They're already at f- yeah 564. Oh. They're, yeah, they're up by over 200. Uh, might I remind you, they don't play until Saturday night at 6 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> they may not make it inside the stadium. Uh, that uh, that counter can get uh, up there. We're in prime jello shot counting <laughs> hours, by the way, for Oral Roberts and TCU. I mean, first pitch coming up in a buck and a half, basically – so this is the time. This is pregame time right now. I didn't know they could start. I think I told you earlier. I didn't know they could start it this early. I thought it was once the first game starts, then they start keeping count. Uh, let me tell you that smart business plan at Rocco's is this thing can start as soon as whatever. This, yeah, this this thing can start as soon as you punch a ticket. Whenever you get your hotel rooms, come on by. Come on by. You don't even really need hotel rooms. Just come on by. <laughs> uh, big story number one. Number one. Number Number one. The uh, SEC schedule, we uh, spent really all of yesterday talking about the SEC unveiling. Let's go ahead and revisit it a little bit here now with uh, some of the thoughts out there. Uh, I've got one one uh, analyst that says, yeah, Oklahoma, it's the, it's the most difficult. Who is it and what did they say uh, will react next? It's the Plank Show, the uh, – Top five stories of the day, by the way, brought to us by Newcastle Casino. Check them out over off I-44, exit 107, the best reels in the metro. Happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. That means happy hour. That's that's today, this afternoon, 3 to 6. Uh, nice little spot to take in. I don't know. Uh, end of that uh, Oral Roberts TCU game, perhaps, and uh, have some fun. I-44, exit 107, newcastlecasino.com. SEC schedule next right here on The Plank Show. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Final hour, it's The Plank Show right here on The Ref. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Mopping Roofing bringing us hour number three. They've got you covered, Oklahoma. And uh, after nights like last night where... The, uh, the wind gets uh, crazy out there. We're listening to the meteorologists say, yeah, uh, get ready for 60-mile-per-hour and above winds. Uh, that, uh, 
that can be damaging out there. Hail obviously can be damaging. Mop and roofing, they, they can get you situated if you, uh, well, you just need an ins- inspection or outright you have some damage. They've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded, mop and roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 35 years, 405-703-3843. Bunch of uh, nice responses out there. I didn't realize uh, Michael Jordan, I guess, is a NASCAR co-owner, too. Somebody from the 785 passed oh, that note yeah, I, did, I didn't know that. Is that right, that uh, he's involved in NASCAR? Let's see here. Pretty pretty interesting. MJ co-owns a NASCAR team. 23-12 racing. Am I, is that the correct name of the NASCAR team? That's from the uh, 785. Looks like it, yeah, an auto racing organization. He's got race drivers. He's got Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Travis Pastrana, and Camus Kobayashi. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. In North Carolina. Bunch of uh, really good responses from you on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, as has been the case all week, by the way. You guys have been... You, well, every day you guys are awesome, but uh, this week it's been uh, it's been fun getting to interact with you all week long. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine on what has been an historic busy week for Oklahoma with softball, with football, with the SEC schedule. And speaking of the said SEC schedule unveil, we heard Tim Tebow yesterday. Uh, which, by the way, will you pull that clip up, Connor, of Tim Tebow? what he had to say about the schedule because he's not alone. There's others out there that feel like that Oklahoma got the short end of the stick, so to speak. Here was uh, here was Tebow yesterday, littering and littering and here was Tim Tebow. Um, I'm so excited to watch these teams play week in and week out in the SEC, but I got to tell you, Peter, Dang, the SEC gave Oklahoma a gauntlet in 2024. <laughs> like, let's talk about they got to play Texas, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Mizzou. Come home, man. Like, what a gauntlet year one. Hey, that's like, you know, giving someone a hug and a spanking at the same time. <laughs> Which, of course, is a fantastic uh, metaphor from Tim Tebow. Man, yeah, don't you like that music in the middle of it? I do too, yeah. Uh, well, and CBS has OU as number one, the toughest schedule. How about this? This is from all hogs of Fan Nation. It is the uh, Arkansas Fan Nation site. <laughs> Here's their headline. Oklahoma seemingly replaces Arkansas as SEC whipping boys. And here's uh, here's what they wrote, okay? That's not as in Oklahoma is going to come into the league and uh, be this also-ran team. That's not what they're saying. They're, they're saying from a scheduling standpoint. Here's what they wrote. It looks like, for once at least, Arkansas is no longer the SEC whipping boy. That role appears to have been transferred over to Oklahoma. If it's a secret, it's been one of the worst-kept secrets in America that the Razorbacks have been treated poorly when it comes to decisions made by the SEC brass. From the league's decision to have Arkansas fans pay for the rights to watch Arkansas play Alabama in an SEC game for the first time in 92 via pay-per-view to stripping the LSU game from Thanksgiving week so Texas A&M could have the slot to the lack of balance in the 2020 SEC-only pandemic schedule. If there was a short straw to be drawn, Arkansas has drawn it. Well, 
until now in what appears to be a blatant attempt to kiss the backside of the Texas Longhorns. The SEC jumped, uh, dumped a giant pile of specialized Birmingham organic fertilizer on the front doorstep over in Norman as a welcome gift. What a, what a, uh, what a, what a lead in. <laughs> I love it. Great article. Uh, I mean, yeah, Arkansas avoids Georgia and Alabama on their schedule, but they're used to getting the kind of tough and the bad end of it. That was Kent Smith, by the way, from All Hogs with uh, <laughs> that assessment of the very colorful assessment of Oklahoma's first SEC schedule in 2024. Someone that uh, I feel like is pretty well respected as a reporter, Barrett Salee from CBS Sports, went through and, as you mentioned, Connor, ranked every team's slate, toughest to easiest. And, again, this this will morph as we see need more information, Connor. As 2023 plays out, all of a sudden, folks might not feel like OU's schedule is daunting if LSU's not very good this season or if Auburn continues to struggle uh, going in through a, a coaching change in year one, uh, on and on and on, right? If Missouri is a 6-7 and seven football <laughs> team again and Oklahoma goes and wins a Big 12 championship, if, if Ole Miss takes a step back, if uh, Tennessee isn't what they were this past season, if there's seemingly some cracks in the foundation there, if, if Rattler and Beamer and South Carolina don't take that next step, or honestly, even if they do, and then Rattler's gone that next year, well, is South Carolina really that daunting of an opponent right, coming to yeah. Norman? Right, yeah, we could be looking at it a lot differently to see how this 2023 season goes. Tennessee had a really good season last year, the first kind of big-time season that they had in quite some time with Heupel. Well, that's the obvious, right? Where we're at today could change where we're at in 2024. But you know what? As a a wise man or a semi-wise man, Arnie Spanier, once said or likes to say, the show's today, baby. (laughs) So here's what CBS Sports had to say about the toughest 2024 SEC schedules. Let's, Let's start from the bottom, and now we're here. The easiest schedules, according to uh, Barrett Salee, Arkansas, easiest slate, according to CBS uh, Sports. Texas, next easiest slate. Uh, anytime you get Vanderbilt on there, it's probably going to help out a that little helps bit. Out. <laughs> yeah, that helps out. And the, the OU-Texas game being a, in a away game and in Dallas helps. LSU, they say, has one of the easier slates. Which, keep in mind, by the way, Think about this. If this is one of the easier slates, the the SEC across the board is difficult. Listen to LSU's opponents. The, yeah, Vanderbilt's on there, but they they play Alabama, they play Oklahoma, they play Ole Miss, and they go to Arkansas, to Florida, to South Carolina, to A and M. So, <laughs> if that's one of the three easiest, everybody's got it pretty difficult. Maybe it's because they got the tougher games at home, I guess, Alabama and Oklahoma, but those are not easy road games, which I don't think any SEC schedule is easy. No, it's uh, it's just not going to be that way. Big Ten schedules starting in, uh, well, same year, 2024, when USC and UCLA arrive, there is no, hey, you play in the Big Ten West and now it's easy, or 
in the SEC East that, yeah, but you're not in the SEC West. Yep. It's divisionless now. Everybody is going to be getting a challenging schedule. And, yeah, it'll be a little bit cyclical and back and forth in some years will appear to be more difficult than others. And then all of a sudden we find out, okay, wait a second, this team's not as good as we thought they were or this team's better than we thought they were, yeah, that's always going to happen. Or we're going to be right in consecutive years, and one year it's going to look really difficult, and then the next year it's going to look not that difficult, and we're right. And it's going to be uh, – you're going to get the short end of the stick or the uh, the difficult end year to year. But right now, Barrett Salise says most difficult for Oklahoma, and here's what he wrote. Quote, get ready, Sooners. Your first trip through the SEC gauntlet is going to be a monster. Two of their three home games are against teams that hit double-digit wins in 2022, Alabama and Tennessee, and they have to travel to three raucous road atmospheres, LSU, Auburn, and Ole Miss. When you throw in the fact that Coach Brent Venables had an extremely underwhelming debut in 2022, things might get sketchy. Well, Barrett, might I say to you that uh, that should not be involved in these rankings. (laughs) You it like, really should be. It really should just be an evaluation of the schedule oh, itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. But hey, I, I hear what you're saying. Not not easy, but you expect it. Someone on the text line nine one eight. Yes, it's a tough schedule. You want to run with the big dogs? You have to get off the porch. Ain't scared, boomer. Yeah, that's right, baby. Going with the big dogs. You want uh, you want it in this mess? Then here you go, baby. Oklahoma fans, though, I, I will give Sooner fans credit. Sooner fans said, hey, this is what we want. And there's been a lot of folks nationally that want to make it out like OU's about to turn into this also-ran program. I'm so sick of hearing the Nebraska comparison is uh, just ridiculous. Yeah, well, but, you heard that from Colin Coward yesterday. Well, I should we play it? Do people want to hear it? No, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I probably not. But it is uh, – I mean, I don't know. Is it newsworthy? Should we play it? Yeah, I mean, it went it went around a bunch yesterday during his show. Let's share it. Let's let's share it and react to the stupidity. I know that it it's kind of the end game, right? Is say something controversial to get shared and responded to. Just it, we'll play it, but don't interact on social media. That that way he doesn't get uh, social media engagements from Oklahoma fans. But uh, I got to give it up to OU fans. OU fans, they said, hey, this is what we want. We have a destination in mind, and that destination is number eight, number nine, and beyond. And in order to get there, you're going to have to beat the Alabamas and the Georgias and the LSUs of the world in a year where it's uh, Joe Burrow LSU, right? I mean, you're going to have to beat those teams to win national championships like you want to. So uh, that's in the SEC. And nobody wants to run from this challenge. Oklahoma fans are excited about the schedule. Let's do. Uh, let's let's do. Take a break. No, don't replay the idiot troll. Sooner Gundy. No, don't give him the time. He, does, he doesn't need the time. <laughs> Please don't play it. I hate him. No, uh, Kindle. No, uh, and then one from the three three four. I haven't been this excited about a schedule released in twenty years. Same Boomer. here. Same here. Shout out. Ooh, Alabama. Three, three, four from Alabama. Well, I, I'm going to play it next, just for those that haven't heard it, and let, let's break down the argument. He tries to make a good argument. If nothing else, he uh, he knows how to do the radio thing. 
But uh, we'll play that for you next. It's the Plank Show. Final hour winding down the week with you. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby right here on The Wrap. Back with you, final hour. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. It's been a fun week with you all. Connor, it's been a fun week with you, my friend. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been great. Been a historic week. As always, news breaking throughout the week when we're together. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's not Plank being gone. Maybe it's just the the Josh and Connor combination. I think it's Plank, though, right? <laughs> Moppin' Roofing brings us hour number three. They've got us covered, Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded, Moppin' Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. All right, the man who's uh, trying to make a living off Oklahoma again. Uh, here's Colin Cowherd trying to make this correlation that uh, Oklahoma's about to turn into uh, Nebraska for these reasons. You go into Alabama and Georgia and LSU's backyard, welcome to SEC football. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the three things Nebraska and Oklahoma have in common, states that don't produce a lot of high school stars, joined a conference that looks like it could be trouble for the program and couldn't get the coach right. Well, remains to be seen on the head coach. And as for the other two items... Oklahoma's not losing any access to the state of Texas. Uh, Last time I checked, they didn't move uh, Norman, Oklahoma. They didn't pick up and move Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium any further away from Dallas, Texas. Last time I checked, they're still playing the OU Texas game at the Cotton Bowl. And also, in terms of any recruiting fears going up against Georgia and Alabama in those states, last time I checked – Oh, you just reeled in its best class. Exactly, I know. And he, he probably doesn't see that. Or he probably doesn't know that. His sh- Josh's show would not be anything if it wasn't for Oklahoma. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely helped the engagements oh, on has. social media dating back to, uh, well, I don't know, a lot of these, these storylines with Oklahoma over the last however many years. You can't compare Oklahoma and Nebraska. And for OU – the lows of last season don't even scratch the surface of the lows of Nebraska for the past quarter century. And that six and seven just doesn't happen at Oklahoma, Josh. It's been a long, long, long time coming. Before I get anywhere close to making any sort of correlation between Oklahoma and Nebraska, I'm going to need to see Oklahoma, first off, not not wind up with a number four recruiting class nationally. And, oh, by the way, stack back-to-bad Back-to-back bad seasons together, which we've not seen. Uh, eight and five has been bad for Oklahoma. Six and seven was uh, was very bad for OU last year. First time in a quarter century, 25 years that Oklahoma's had a losing season. But Nebraska, before they left the, the Big 12, Connor, they had one season with Indomitian Sioux, with Jared Crick, where they got back to the Big 12 championship game and – uh, okay, uh, did the football hit the ground and leave, leave time for the kick for Texas? Uh, debatable to some. Debatable. Or it was close. But uh, that Nebraska team, that Nebraska team was the exception to the rule for the Huskers during that oh, era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nebraska had already made its turn before it left the Big 12 that they weren't all that good and consistently had been down. So Oklahoma's not there yet. 
one down season. Let's see what 2023 has in store before you even get the words Oklahoma and Nebraska out of your mouth in the same sentence. You can't you can't compare the two right now. Oklahoma brings in talent and Nebraska has had trouble bringing in talent as of late. From the 918. Number 1 OU Twitter feeds the troll. Number two, Lincoln Riley is now his best friend. The more he can suggest that Lincoln Riley was the only thing propping up the program, the better for business for Colin Cowherd. And someone also said, he knows it. He likes to rile up Sooner fans, and everyone gives him the engagement he desires. I kind of like this assessment from Big Rich in OKC. Colin is such a cow turd. I, I just I love that word for him. <laughs> back-to-back great text. It, it, Ella Parker's it, a superstar, and it enlight- basically I hate Colin Cowherd. It enlightens me when I see Cowherd. Quit saying yet. It's not going to happen. Boomer. That's right. You don't like those words yet. Well, not when it's uh, back-to-back bad seasons. Uh, I'm fully suspecting that OU's about to put together a nice season. And OU, OU does live rent-free in Cowherd's head. When he's trying to come up with something to talk about his show, he goes OU's direction. Well, he'll if be I can talk about OU today. He'll be the last guy to say that I was writing the demise of Oklahoma if OU goes and wins the Big 12 championship this season. That'll be the last person to fess up to the fact that he has uh, been, been threading the needle on Oklahoma's uh, demise as soon as Oklahoma, you know, is back to being great this season. Uh, Brent Venables, I think, came across as pretty confident, pretty confident earlier this week. Final timeout, we'll come back, put a bow tie on it, just uh, some tidying up uh, of the news and notes from the day and the week that was right here on the Plank Show. Uh, Josh and Connor, one final time, back next right here on The Wrap. What is this? <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. I- I'm aware now. Maniac? Yes. Like I've never felt before? Yeah. Good song. Hey, uh, we're back one final time, by the way. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. It's been a fun week. Connor, appreciate you. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Hopefully you've had fun this week. Connor, have you had a good time? It's been awesome, yeah. It's been a great week. I mean, obviously, uh, there's you know pieces of the, the news that maybe we wish we didn't have to report or things went a little bit differently with the Jordy Ball situation from an OU standpoint, but uh, it's been a fun week hanging we, out. We've had a lot going on. That's what makes it. That's what makes the show better throughout the week. This uh, final hour, by the way, brought to us by Mop and Roofing. Appreciate their support of us. They've got you covered, Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded. Mop and Roofing serving all of Oklahoma has been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. By the way, uh, we got Brent Venables uh, on the line. His response to Colin Cowherd's thoughts on uh, Oklahoma becoming Nebraska. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) It's great. May God have mercy on your soul. I know, that really sets off the entirety of it. That caps it off. The academic decathlon. Uh, from Billy Madison, if uh, you, you were not aware out there, folks. 
a legendary, a legendary comedic uh, flick. I, I wonder if Adam Sandler wrote that line. I'd be curious to know who wrote that. I wouldn't be surprised. Adam Sandler's one of the best. Joe from Guthrie, great job this week, fellas. Y'all handled this full week of wild news like professionals. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a fun week. The, uh, the KREF Army uh, makes this uh, – Easy, easy to navigate. It's uh, it's fun when uh, news breaks like this uh, this week. It's been cool. <laughs> I thought you might, you might like that out there in the nine one eight. Yes, a good response to Colin Coward, and probably that should always be the uh, response to Colin Coward if and when he's talking about Oklahoma, right? Yeah, you're right. Spence and Tulsa. I thought Brent said we're going to kick that some beep, <laughs> which was. Uh, which was great, by the way, the other night. Did you did you go back and catch any of the uh, the huddle show? Uh, a little bit. I saw. Yeah, I saw a few clips. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. You you didn't see the Bobby Jack impersonation? No, I don't think I did. Oh, dude, you got to check it, great. it out. That's, I'll, that's, I'll go that, back. And it's on ESPN Plus. So I'll go back and watch it. That's what Spence and Tulsa is referring to. Hey, what uh, what are your plans this weekend, man? You got uh, big plans. Uh, I'll be with you guys tomorrow running the board for oh, the golf right. show. You yeah. guys at the I'm Greens. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You guys at the Greens. Uh, I'll probably make my fiance watch some baseball with me. That's what we're going to do. Lay back and watch the College World you Series will not in Omaha. Make, she will, uh, you will not make her watch. She'll probably go back. She will she'll get, probably go in the other she room. She will get to watch. <laughs> she will enjoy Most likely watching. she'll go in the other room and watch something else. Yeah, we get uh, Oral Roberts TCU coming up, uh, what, at 1 o'clock today, so it should be fun. That's it for us. We are out of real estate, out of time. Appreciate all of you in the Ref Army this uh, week. It was a fun week, if not, uh, you know, parts of the news not necessarily great for OU fans. But that's it for us. For Connor, I'm Josh. Plank's back next week. The vacation, I'm sorry, Plank. This was your final vacation, and it is O-V-E-R over. Still Man and Thune at noon next.